Hello, everybody, and welcome to... I'm talking here! You are getting way more consistent with thank that. Thank you so much. You don't have to thank me every time. Oh, I don't thank you then. I, re- I rescind my thanks. So, welcome to the I'm Talking Here podcast. Yes, welcome. I'm Aaron Day. Oh, that's the one. Now yeah. I'm Bob Brent. You would have thought seven episodes... Seven episodes? I know, right? You would have thought we'd got better at this. Yeah, but I haven't. No, you haven't. Oh, I haven't. Me? I said I've, I haven't. Me? I've become some sort of broadcasting aficionado. Fantastic. I've done the wrong seating position here, you see, because we're, we're usually sat next to each other. And now but we're sitting opposite each other. I'm facing you. I feel like yeah. I'm being interviewed. It's really off-putting. I'm anyway. thinking it's going to put you on your A-game. Oh, thank you very much. So I'll talk my share in them. Please do. You look like a right scruff. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Excellent. It's good that just by not having a tucked in chair. Oh, sorry. I thought you said tucked in shirt. No, my shirt's always tucked in. You know that. Because you're a smart individual. I am indeed. Anyway, we've got someone else here as well. (laughs) So, I'm here. Uh, I'm here as well. And here's Adam. Adam. Hello. Yes. I never know where you're going with that. I don't. I don't know what you're trying. I'm to... I'm thinking ghostly. Ghostly on yeah, that. Yeah, on that occasion. I think like slowly falling down a well. What about his, if he's in that cheese rolling competition that they have in the Gloucestershire countryside? I think though, with the with the force they go down, I think it'd be more intense. Apologies than... to anyone living outside of Gloucestershire if it doesn't actually <laughs> happen in Gloucestershire. It happens. Yeah. I don't know if it happens anywhere else. I know there's definitely a hill and there's definitely cheese. And there's definitely a lot of broken limbs. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good weekend. So uh, to celebrate uh, the Meg being released on Sky Cinema and oh, now yes. TV. Oh, um, yes. Obviously, we didn't get a chance to watch it when it was in the cinema. I Mainly did. Bec- did you? Yeah, I went. Was... You, you went to the cinema? Yeah. The so cinema. Because, <laughs> because two or three of us had better things to do during the summer, um, we decided we'd wait until it came out on, uh, on TV um, and catch it. But as, as our main sort of feature uh, to celebrate the Meg, we thought about other animals, uh, mm. marine or otherwise, that could be supersized in order to create uh, immense blockbuster films. Yes. Uh, so we're going to explore that. Uh, then we're going to review the Meg. Uh, we're going to have the good, the bad, and the Balron. And we're also going to do our 30-second recommendations. Any other business, boys? I think that's all. Right, let's do it. Woo. So for this section, we're going to look in terms of what animal we could take and we could supersize them um, and make a film around them. I did have to explain this through to Aaron, who thought we <laughs> meant... Let's take a film that has an animal in it and supersize that animal. Yeah. For example, the Revenant. <laughs> yeah. And make the bear massive. Yeah. Which the, I thought it was ridiculous when you first said it, but the more I've thought about it, yeah. the more I want to see that film. So you might have been onto something there. But... Well, you, you think, you know, quadruple the size of that bear. <laughs> DiCaprio's story is very different. He's got no chance. It just becomes about the bear. That's it becomes ludicrous. about, yeah. And, well, basically, the bear... And, and Tom Hardy, pretty much, isn't nice. it? Nice, okay, yeah. So we're not going to do that. No. We're not going to do that. We're just going to pick an animal. Um, yeah. I don't know what these guys have picked. They don't know what I've picked. I'm pretty sure what I have picked anyway, but we'll see what, what happens. Do you want to go first? Yes, please. Go on then. Do you, give us your film. So the supersized, the, the animal that I would like to supersize, because I think I, I think it could give a very strange but uh, hauntingly uh, powerful performance uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Powerful performance. yeah okay yeah. Got cast? <laughs> yes i do oh. i'm thinking um so i'm yes yeah, scarlett hansen right that's um, a supersize <laughs> how dare you you just you just, you just said that scarlett hansen's an animal yes Disgraceful. um after everything she's gone through with endgame oh spoiler uh. um <laughs> so for me, Scarlett Hansen um, and a gigantic electric eel. Ooh. Right. Now, this electric eel is both deadly, powerful, and a little bit flirty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I call I call the movie. I don't want to know what you call the movie. I call the movie Electric Field. Oh. Boogaloo. How no, 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 no,
just call it electric feel. Electric How's it flirty? Feel? Yeah. How's it? Yeah. Flirty. How, how does your film work? Because it gives you a little slap around the face of its tail <laughs> before fun. it munches your face off. Oh, and that's uh, flirting for you. And uh, no, the, the 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 tail slapping part is maybe, but. <laughs> But the uh, no one gets chucked out of bars. But the, how do you know I get chucked out of bars? Um, the but yeah, and and it stuns um, whole swathes of people with its its electric feels. So, the, so how would it look? It, so to be slapped around the face, <laughs> is Scarlett Johansson going to be swimming with it a lot? Like, no, so Scarlett Scarlett um, Scarlett's got a, a kinship mm-hmm. with with the electric kill. Mm-hmm. Um, which is called Ellie. Okay. It's obviously a, it's a female electric eel mm-hmm. called Ellie or Ely. And <laughs> and the great thing about it is that well the the reason why there's a kinship there is because um Ely or Ellie is uh, w- belonged to Scarlett Johansson's character in some way. I'm not going to reveal too much cuz you know spoilers. <laughs> Before we watch this film. <laughs> Jerry Bruckheimer's all over this. Right, yeah, of course. So, so yeah, Electric <laughs> Phil. Um, ob- obviously, the soundtrack is by MGMT. Um, okay. Yeah, okay, like, cool. all the, yeah, like all yeah, the, yeah. The, like the, the links I'm making yeah, here. Yeah, that's good. Um, it, it's, it, the BBFC are going to have <laughs> issues with trying to give it a 12A certificate, but I think okay. we'll have to remove some blood splatters and things out of the editing. It's in the um, sea, surely. So the blood splat- splatters or splatters. How will they how will they happen when it's in the sea, or will it like come well, on land? The electric eel comes or Ely, <laughs> Ely come comes. No, no, it comes out of the water to attack. So, for oh, exa- right, okay, so, so even right. if so, say for example, you know how like Blake Lively is in oh, yeah. that film, The Shallows, right? Yeah, yeah, um, and she's on that buoy near pretty much pretty much throughout the entire film. It's made of metal for some parts. So even an electric eel would be able to sort her right out. Fantastic. Yeah. I've not seen that film. Oh. So based on you saying that, I, I have no idea what that is. So I would say an ele- a gigantic electric eel is yeah. going to be more deadly, more powerful. Than a boy. Than a shark. Oh, right. So, okay. Yeah. I get you. Right. It's not like yeah, a child sure. boy. It's like a floaty boy. B-U-O-Y. Right. 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 Just, like, just, just really confusing. Blake, Blake Lively saving herself. <laughs> By standing <laughs> on an innocent child. <laughs> That's all I got from your description. <laughs> it was either him or me. Right, right yeah. over to you. Electric field. Mine. Right, yeah. I went on a bit of a Animal, journey with this. Uh, do, do you have to, does it have to necessarily be within kind of the Jaws sort of thriller genre? Why, do you want yours to be a love story? <laughs> no, no. Uh, you, it's, you're having a laugh. it's not the shape it's, of water. I said flirty <laughs> It's like ghosts, but with eels. I don't, I don't see what the problem is there. <laughs> right, carry on. Um, yeah, so first of all, I thought I'd go with a chameleon. Yeah. I thought that be, could be quite cool. I mean, they look opposite ways. So what sort of size? If we're supersizing a chameleon, what sort of size? Like massive, like... Um, Godzilla size? Yeah. yeah like I feel the like, size of a building? Yeah, I feel like okay. it really confused a chameleon and it wouldn't really know what it was doing. Um, but then I looked into it, and you, they don't actually camouflage, apparently. It's based on their emotions that they change colours. Really? Yeah, so I was off that one. Did I'm lots of research. Every day. Oh, surprising. So then I went to an eye-eye, which is like a lemur, and it's got like an extended middle finger. Sorry, what do you mean by an eye-eye? An eye-eye. Eye-eye? Not... <laughs> like a second option. Yeah, yeah. This, these aren't all in. I'm going through my journey here. So why don't you just say plan A, plan B, rather than I and then eye-eye? No, no, I-I is the creature, is the lemur. It's called I-I. Oh. A-Y-E dash A-Y-E. Why? I-I. Y-I. They've got this really creepy middle finger. They, they look terrifying. I thought that could What be lemurs do? Well, the I-I, which, which is a lemur. Is that one that taps the tree? Oh, it's part of the trees and then yeah. gets his finger It's part of the lemur family. Yeah, it's Man, I sound really stupid so far. I know, right? Podcast. You're doing an yeah. excellent job. Thank you. <laughs> I am not listening. <laughs> so I thought that would be really cool to use yeah but then i really thought what are people actually terrified of and if you made them massive it would be like a proper horror film so Mm. my film is called fear goal and it's going to be a massive seagull fear goal fear goal that is terrifying the issue is is that the title of your film is it makes me think of fern gully Fern Gully. Yeah, The Secrets of the Rainforest. Yeah, I love Did you, you ever see that animation? Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, Fear Gully, Fear villain. Fern Gully. Like, it the, just, the, like oil thingy. Yeah, it just sounds... 
basically what Avatar was based on. Um, do either of these films have massive sequels <laughs> in them? No, but it's just, just the, the name. The name sounds so, very similar. So I'm going to say Fear Girl, and kids are going to go <laughs> in <laughs> thinking, ooh, I'm going to watch a film like Fern Gully. And then a massive seagull is going to come down and munch on some people. Okay. Yeah. I prefer the giant seagull idea. Yeah? yeah. Oh, well, that's the one I went with, so that's good. Because seagulls are already really irritating yeah. and and massive, especially... I live near the coast. Well, I live on the coast. Yeah. And they are huge around there. Like, they're, they're, they're like... They're like... Like, full-blown gorilla juice head seagulls well, they all look like they're on steroids and that's the key with any film you've got to make it believable yeah. like yeah. I sort of fear that this could happen yeah and i fear in, in five years we'll have a fear goal yeah so you, they'll be like oh, yeah this is the future because it's unlike all the other seagulls its diet has been based on vegan sausage rolls from greg's <gasps> of course yes <laughs> <laughs> you're finally getting it As, this is terrible. this is adam's next film that he's going to make <laughs> So yeah, look out. The fig- I didn't cast anyone in it though. I don't know who would go up against the fear girl. Um But I'm sure. I've got. Great. I've got one for you. Who? Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch versus a seagull. Yeah. yeah plays that plays way. a professor, professor or sort of doctor sort of vibe, like he you know like he does in quite a few films. And then, you know, he he tries to figure out ways in which to, you know, like a rival, how to communicate with the seagull. Yeah, without what language. Yeah, this but speech. the problem is, is that Jason Statham, uh-huh. who's the, who's the sort of the militant figure in it, wants to blow that 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 fear goal like clear off the coast and it into the like North Sea. Sounds like a mix between Arrival and Sonic the Hedgehog. I, I, you've lost me. <laughs> <laughs> you've absolutely lost me. But yeah, so fear two goal. classics. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's it. I think that's all I need mm. to say. Massive seagull coming for you. And good chips. Do you know the thing is. <laughs> Maybe That's have a slogan. giant chip <laughs> coming for you. Giant a chip. giant chip calms him down. Maybe, actually, Bendit Cumberpatch could be someone who promotes a fast food chain and he stands outside as a massive chip. So it's also a really personal story about him wanting to keep his profession and he, he, he refuses to take the chip costume off. Off his shoulder? Yeah, he won't take it off. <laughs> and they're like, but Benedict, there's a fear goal. I know. <laughs> no. Joyce, I know some people who would generally be terrified by that film because Benedict Cumberbatch dressed as a chip no no not that, <laughs> definitely not that part if anything people probably. would probably find him more attractive yeah. but I, I would say mm-hmm. that people do find seagulls and birds that sort of flock overhead yeah. a lot generally very um, intimidating yeah, one punch so you in it the head would once. work yeah. a seagull punched you in the head well like with his feet kicked That's sorry I meant kicked not <laughs> punched I, I don't think it's got fists and, but yeah, yeah, tell you what, it put Scarborough back on the map. It would actually set in Scarborough. Oh, yeah, yeah set it in Scarborough. Or oh, Whitby. Amazing. Maybe people would well, have maybe they could there, go though. between. So maybe there could be a oh. whole scene where someone gets taken to Whitby and they, they could... don't know where they are anymore. They just travel around the coast. <laughs> You're losing me. Right. Yeah, well, they're lost as well. That's oh, okay. That's part, of the, <laughs> part of the message. Go on then, Adam. Well, I thought that, you know, when you get like massive animals, yeah. it's kind of an animal that's already scary. Yeah. And just making it. Bigger than it. What about if we got something that wasn't necessarily scary, but made it bigger? So I went for a duck. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I forgot about this, and at the weekend I saw a duck. So this is. <laughs> but I've actually got a plot of it, and it's like an allegory for the Vietnam War. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically, right? Yeah. This duck's got super sized. Yeah. But so is its kids, right? And you know how the, the ducklings. Ducklings. That are yellow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. And you know how, like, they're kind of walking the line? Yeah. You know they're walking the line? So, like, through, we'll say, like, New York, because why not? Yeah. Like, a big duck, and it's ducklings. It's, like, guiding them, trying to guide safety. Uh-huh. And all these people are freaking out. And, like, we've got an army general, played by Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Because, because of <laughs> Because of the deer hunter. Hey, <laughs> right. It's a bit... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So basically, right. Hold on, stop. Right. The reason why I'm saying that is because you said there was a Vietnam yeah. allegory here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Christopher Walken was in a film called The Deer Hunter, and a lot of the events from that film are from the Vietnam War. Not a clue. You've never seen The Deer Hunter. No. Okay, that's fine. I'm. That's why I was making right, that okay. reference. We're back on track. Yeah. Go. Anyway, so basically, right. 
So the allegory really is because, right, he's just like, oh, it's going to kill loads of people. Mm-hmm. So we just better just get rid of it and the ducklings. Whilst um, another guy who haven't cast yet is like... <laughs> You've cast Christopher Walken. <laughs> Christopher Walken plays all the part. Right, so okay. other Christopher Walken. <laughs> Here he goes, no, they're only ducklings. We can't kill them. Then one of them does get killed. And it's broadcast all over the media. And then it's like uh, the media's like debating, should we become friends with the ducklings or should we make the ducklings our enemy? How is that a Vietnam War allegory? Because uh, the Vietnam War was because uh, America was like, oh, going really well this war. Then the media got involved, yeah. like broadcast how they were slaughtering ah. people. And then, like, and then kind of like created debate, and that's how the government pull out. So, in the end, what happened is uh, the government would be forced to pull out of killing ducklings by the media and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You've actually really thought about this. Yes, I have. No, right. And like, like you've got you've got me and Rob who have gone basically just silly. You've gone you've gone kind of silly, but actually with some sort of like it's like you've gone it's like you've gone silly, but you brought on Paul Greengrass to do the script. Exactly. Oh, right. Yeah. Out of all of this, I didn't expect that from Adam. That's amazing. So the duck's not even really a threat. Duck's not a threat, but people believe it's a threat. Oh my goodness! Just because That's big. Amazing. Well, why would they think it was a threat? It's a duck. But it's a massive exactly. duck. That's it's not a point. seagull and it's not an electric but eel. it's a massive duck and it's crushing things. Unintentionally. Yeah. Because confused. Right. It's, right, it was, you, you, I don't think it even needs to crush things. I think people would react yeah. to a massive duck. It's something that... Cause if you I s- think that's nice, yeah. Right, hold on. But when you react to, let's say, for example, a massive dog, mm. right? You want to pet that dog. Don't, don't tell me I want to pet the dog. <laughs> but you do want to pet the dog. No, not a massive dog, no. Why I not? Really want, I, I, well, you know me and dogs. I don't, yeah, but I don't really know you and dogs. But what, oh, if, all, I like Cooper, but like... Everyone likes dogs. Cooper. I know, Cooper's awesome. Yeah. Um, but other dogs, no, I don't have that... that no, that but what if like pet. it's like the size of a building? You won't go... I'm going to pet that dog. <laughs> pet that dog. <laughs> pet that duck. <laughs> yeah, it's like tell them. You won't go, oh, how cute you go. Ooh, so, I... hold on. So, the duck's the size of a building. Yeah. So, therefore, the ducklings are the size of a Land Rover? Uh, yeah, it's all relative, I would say. But you could... Right, but some some horses are the size of a Land Rover, if not bigger. <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and you would... And you would... You would pet a horse. I know, but... So, you, surely, you would, you would pet a duckling. No, wouldn't. You wouldn't Scared pet horses. a... Just, <laughs> hold on. But would you pet a if, I if pet a horse, no. would you pet a duckling? No, no. Well, yeah, why not? Pet a duck. <laughs> no, but would you? <laughs> but would you? A duck and you're petting it. No one pets no. ducks. But why are you doing? Hold on. Just for the podcasters, right? For the for people listening, you've just you've just said you've just done the hand gesture as if petting is this like petting something is the same as if you were doing whack a mole. What no, is wrong with you? Before. If I was doing whack a mole, like that, that. all the moles would be gone by the time was, I was cutting the Like either signaling in a car or playing whack a mole with your hands. Or like you're hitting or like you're hitting the buzzer in Family Fortune. No, oh, I'd have to be much quicker. Much right. quicker. But you would every time. You're telling me you wouldn't pet a duck. Who pets ducks? When have you ever seen someone in the park petting a duck? Not a duck, maybe a, <laughs> maybe a duckling. No, I went to the like, park. You know, on okay, stroke. What I mean by stroke, like stroke. Would you stroke a duckling? Oh, <laughs> a duckling. If um, someone was like, you need to stroke this duckling, I suppose I would. But I wouldn't right. go to the park and be like, oh, there's it? some ducklings. I, Let's I pet did them. go to the park. Did you pet a duck? <laughs> no, no, I said, look at the ducks. Look at the ducks. Okay, leap on them. But no, no, hold on, you're right. <laughs> that that duckling yeah. is going to be the same size. This is going to be a real uh, nerd reference here, okay? Um, but that duckling is going to be the same size as a chocobo in Final Fantasy. You're telling me that you wouldn't either A, pet, or B, ride that duckling. <laughs> it would be that's, mint. That's for, the, that's for like the, the third yeah. act where you ride it. All right. But the sea... You but, wouldn't like it much. But, but you see, they're all confused because they were small. Yeah, and now the big. So, yeah, and also like the voiceover with yeah. the. Could I? Could we get a name for your film? Hmm. What the duck? What about this? Duck. What about? What about this? Ready? As like an emergency protocol. Ready? No. <laughs> <laughs>
cover, duck, and roll. Like what they you, that, that was the thing that they used to give us like for like escaping volcano in South Park. When they said about escaping volcanoes. What you rolled into the volcano? Yeah. You rolled. You duck. Cover, it was something like roll, duck, duck, and cover, or something mm. like that. So, I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Right. So have run, duck, and cover. Yeah. Uh, duck for cover. Duck for cover. That works. Uh, ah, giant duck. Duckopolypse. Duckopolypse. That's not because it, no, but that sends that the ducks are evil. The ducks aren't evil. Okay. They're misunderstood. Okay. Um, have you got any? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. How about how about duck duck goose? Um, but o- on the loose. Duck duck. Duck loose. Duck duck loose. Duck duck loose. Perfect. There you oh, go. There, that's it. Duck duck loose. Done. Done. So what have right. we got? So hold on. So I've got electric fields. Fear goal. Fear goal. Duck duck loose. Duck duck, duck, duck loose. loose. Right. So here's how we decide the winner. Mm-hmm. Right. We each can vote for somebody else's, but not our own. One vote only. Okay. All right. I am going to go for. Can I get a drum roll, please? On the table. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there we go. I'm going to go for... Figgle. Figgle, yes! Yes, yes brilliant. Yeah. I'm going to... Right, your vote. Go for... Do you want a drum roll? Yes, please. Duck, duck, loose! Oh. Okay, different angle, sorry. It's fine. <laughs> right, it's all on you. Can't vote for your own. I'm going for... Electric field. Hey! <laughs> It's a three-way tie. Yours, so you knew what to do. Fear goal wins. Fear goal. No, I think I think when he said flirty, you want to see a, a flirty eel. <laughs> he said flirty. He had no yeah, flirty Yeah, he does. <laughs> Terrible. Wrong decision. Absolutely true. If yours was a flirty seagull, well, it we're can all... be a flirty seagull. Mm. <laughs> you should have said that on the pitch. It's okay, too late so now. Just so you know, there's nothing flirty about seagulls. <laughs> That they, sounds like you cried. Their, their eyes. <laughs> Always down the beach. <laughs> <laughs> we were holding hand and wing. Awesome. Are we done here? I think we're done. Yes. Great. So now we come to the part where we uh, review the Meg. Um, well, so where we review the Meg mm. because you haven't seen it. So, Look, do you know what it is, right? Sometimes I just certain things get in the way. You can't watch it. <laughs> certain things get in the way. Like I don't know, um, Tottenham get into the Champions League final. Oh, let's not turn this into a football podcast. Otherwise, I'm it's out. not. No, it's just a reference <laughs> and just saying that my football team is better than whichever team you support. I don't support a team. There you go. It's still better then, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. kind of. It's, yeah. So Rob and Adam are going to be reviewing the Meg. Yeah. Um, so, Rob, tell us all about it. Okay, so the Meg, uh, the probably best way to think about it is it's like someone found a film from the 90s they forgot to release and they decided to put it out in cinemas last year. So, te- so tell us, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's the best way to describe this film. So, tell us, but give us the plot. <laughs> the plot. Um, Jason Statham attempts to act um, as he's. Uh, as, Okay, so Jason Statham, he gets a bad rap. Spoilers here, so do you mind me spoiling it? If it's in the trailer, it's not a spoiler. No, I'm going to go... I don't know, I haven't seen the trailer. Anyway, right. he likes to deep-sea dive. Is it in dive. the first ten minutes of the film? Yes. Yeah. He, he, then it's probably not a spoiler. He, he deep-sea dives mm-hmm. uh, to save people. Yeah. However, he has an instant where he doesn't save everyone. He because he doesn't like them? Hatch. No, it, it, he makes a decision where he could save 11 people... Uh, by killing two of the people. And he, he believes there's this big sort of thing in the water and stuff. So then right. you have um, it's uh, Rain, Rain Wilson from the, the office. Yeah, He's this billionaire and he's funding this marine um, underground headquarters where yeah. they've found um, 
What's the trench, the really deep one? The Mariana Trench? That's the one. They found that actually it goes deeper, I believe. Right. And there's like hydrogen or something sitting on the top. And they can get underneath and they can be the first ones to do this. So they send down uh, three people in... um, Like a a submarine? Yeah, like a submarine. It's quite small. Um, Was it yellow? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They sing on the way down as well. They send them did down. it have an overrated soundtrack? Mm, it no, did no, indeed. Okay. And they send them down. They get trapped. And they're like, oh, who are we going to call? Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> so they go back. This is five years later after he, he, he left these people to try and get Jason Statham to come back so he can rescue these people. And I was thinking, well, why would he? But one of them, of course, is his ex-wife. Laura. Hold on a minute. So these people are still down there. They're down there. That's the thing. They're down there. After and how, s- how long? <laughs> They've got 18 hours. They established this. Anything in this right. film, okay. they will establish it over and over <laughs> and over again just to make sure you're not an idiot. Right, so there's, <laughs> a, lot of, there's a lot of exposition. Yes. Right, okay. Because someone literally says to Jason Statham, you're the person who leaves people behind. <laughs> and I'm glad they said that because otherwise I wouldn't have made that link. If right. someone went to the toilet at that part where he left someone behind, they wouldn't know what was going know on. Well. Oh, what's the problem goodness. with them? Yeah, what's the problem? So are they anticipating that people go to the toilet a lot in this film? I would just go to the toilet instead of watching this film. <laughs> okay, carry on. Just carry on. Um, carry on. So yeah, so they do... I, I did question this because they do go on this big excursion to see Jason Statham in person yeah. um, because they don't understand communication and the age we live in. So he's like, no, yeah, he's yeah. like, no, no, I'm an alcoholic now. I don't do that sort of thing. Um, and they're like, but your ex-wife's down there. He's like, oh, okay. So he ends up going along. Um, and then he dives down. Mm-hmm. And he, he finds them and retrieves them. But then <laughs> it keeps going. Because now they've released a meg or a, a megalodon from this, this underwater place. Right. That's going to terrorize people. So the rest of the film is really anyone finding an excuse to fall into water. Yeah, uh, if the boat like <laughs> floats a little, bit, they'll fall into water. Yeah, um, and there, there is a twist. There is a twist, but it's 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 quite good. But I don't know. What do you think about the twist? Do you know which bit I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah, I mean, in fairness to them, okay. Um, the, the, did you see it coming? Well, the shark itself seems to vary in size throughout the film, anyway. So that, I'm going to really spoil this thing. Okay, so they, right. Hold on a second. So are, are we now going into spoilers? We're going into spoilers. Right. Okay. So this is now alert. This is now a spoiler part of the review. Go. Yes. So you have where they they kill with poison the uh, the megalodon. Right. They have it on the boat, and um, what's the, the guy's literally called the wall is in the water because why not celebrating. And he then gets very quickly eaten as a bigger shark comes and eats the shark they've just killed. So actually, oh. there's two. They've released an even bigger one. And now they've got to deal with that one instead. Right. This is my issue, though. Okay, One of my favorite... I mean, to get through this film, you have to treat it like a comedy. And okay. it, it, it's quite funny. Do you have to treat it as if you were watching something like Deep Blue Sea that with, with Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> yeah. I'd say just um, or something like um, you got to treat it like you found a film from the 90s it's the best way to it approach is. it I think the CG's on par of late 90s yeah it really is is and, it that uh, bad? I don't think it's that bad I mean it's I think it's kind of like <sighs> average great. average blockbuster CG you, you said to me though that you got but, front row seats to yeah see I did this well, actually no I got seats further back but then I realised there was front row seats available. So you went to the front. So I got up and moved to the front. Right. So do you treat it... So it's a film you don't take seriously. Yeah. Does, it, does it take itself seriously? Well, that's the Not, thing. I, I, does it? I, I, Sometimes I think it tried to. I think Jason Statham was going for an Oscar. With his <laughs> yes. but was, he, was, he not, was he not playing it straight, knowing that it was a, a, Clearly, a I, ridiculous. I, I wasn't sure at some parts whether he was acting or whether he was just talking to himself, being like, "Oh my god, what am I? What am I actually doing? Why am I in this film?" Right. Um, just keep going. Just I keep think going. some yeah. parts were like, uh, you know, when you can tell two different directors have worked on it. I had two different directors. Did it? Ah. Oh. No, oh, have no, they? I thought no. you were confirming. No. That. <laughs> it's like you know when you like, realize. I feel sometimes it does like interest plots. Like, ooh, there's a child 
here. Well, that's, that's the thing. Dangerous. So his ex-wife gets saved and then spends the rest of the film in hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes after someone else with a child. He does, and it's really creepy. She's <laughs> the one who accuses him of just being the person who leaves people behind. Mm -hmm. And then they have this whole romance with them. Which comes out of nowhere. He's really creepy with that girl. <laughs> One of the last lines he says to her is, you want to go away with me? He's like, no, I want you to go away, but please leave me. But, um, but yeah. But then when the shark, like, he's just they're really, like chasing shark and it goes in properly like, over the top. Or the beach. The fact that yes, you, the you've got this massive shark, like the biggest shark ever, bigger than the biggest big shark before. And it's just underneath all these people who were, who were just at the beach. And there's so many people in the it's, sea. It's ridiculous how many people here. At this beach, it's ridiculous. It's just like a shark's dinner. So, um, what with this film, what was the smallest hill that you died on with it? What do you mean? So, what for you was the was the jump off point out of the film? What for you? When it jumped the shark. Very much, very much so, very much so. Uh, very good, Adam. Well done. At what point did it jump the shark I for you? I think. Well, I'll, I'll read my favourite quote. Go. <laughs> They, they come across three destroyed boats. They're yeah. on a boat themselves. Yeah. And one of them says, it's already proven aggressive towards boats. <laughs> <laughs> but then, they're on a boat, and I'm not, I'm not kidding, any excuse, they will fall into the water. Like, I swear someone just jumps in because they've not got much <laughs> yes. to do. They're like, I'm just going to jump in. But if they get to the boat, they're safe. But I repeat... It's already proven aggressive towards boats. <laughs> is, like, is there a plot where there's like a millionaire and yes, and his thing is yeah. well, yeah. So they put <laughs> they put a, they put a tracker on the shark, so they know exactly where it is. Yeah. So then Rain Wilson, the big billionaire, he goes out and they drop all the C4 and blow it up. Right. But lo and behold, they've blown up a whale and not a and not the shark. <laughs> But how does have they blown mean, up a whale? Does this mean the shark managed to put the tracker <laughs> onto the whale instead and was like, Obviously. ah, I'm going to wait but, here instead? But they went down. And was, they went onto it was a the trap. whale. Was it not a trap in there that the shark set a trap because they went down on the wheel but and the, the shark attacked the shark comes along and then eats them? So it must be, but like, like how did they get... Com they, they've got a tracker! <laughs> they know what they're doing. Anyway, Isn't the guy it, who gets uh, popped in the um, sorb thing. That was quite cool. I quite like that. Isn't that like um, a plot where like, they have to discuss the morals of it? Like, oh, humans always kill things. Oh, shouldn't yes. shouldn't be killing. Yeah, and the billionaire goes into, around blowing them up. What's the line where it's saying, oh, yeah, it's a fossil. And then someone says, but that fossil ate my friend. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's... I think I know the answer to this question. Uh, will this film be deemed a classic in 15 years' time? Definitely. We'll look no. back on this. Is that how did this get released in 2018? And how did I looked up? It, it made a ridiculous amount of money. It was like. Well, I paid. I know you probably went to see it multiple times. Apparently. Apparently, a lot of its audience was Asian-based. A lot of it was over, like a lot of the box office audience was China. Yeah, I, th I think there must have been. I didn't look into it. There must have been a partnership with this, right? Um, for the film, right? But oh, I still I quite enjoyed it, though. What I enjoyed it by thinking, what a load of rubbish this is. I enjoyed. And it. I've never realised how bad an actor Jason Statham is. <laughs> I enjoyed oh, it more of like. Uh, Careful, this we is... might be listening. Jason Statham, <laughs> he's one of our five. <laughs> I'm going more for like this is this is fun if I've got popcorn on me. But what do you know what? Like there's a level of fun, but even that sounds terrible. I was going to say that people getting eaten wasn't fun, but in, Actually, in the sense I do of agree. it was just like you know the that end scene getting eaten, yeah, where there's like loads and loads of people. I'm sure only five get eaten, and there's like a million yeah. people all crowded around. But that, that fat kid who they suddenly introduced, so I'm emotionally invested with all the oh, people yeah. on the beach. Actually, I did care about him. But I thought it was a bit like, he's fat, let's give him an ice cream and put him in the water. <laughs> it I was. it was a bit mean. I was gutted that Pippin survived, um, which was the dog, because I thought that would have been oh. a bold move. And how that dog must have been out in the water <laughs> for, for like a day or something <laughs> while they were cleaning up, and he was just swimming away. He's only tiny. This is all lovely. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But you still haven't answered the question. <laughs> is it a classic? Will it be a classic in 15 years' time? No. The way you state it, it's like it's a classic now. No, definitely not. No. Absolutely abysmal. 
Okay. Terrible. But if you if you want sort of that throwback to you don't have to think this plot will tell you everything. I didn't find myself waiting for it to finish. In fairness to yeah. it, because I was waiting for the next ridiculous line <laughs> or the next overacting, like the granddad who dies in the boat and then she tells the daughter straight away. So many <laughs> If you, if you start dissecting and think, if people actually did this, like, it's horrendous. So, in summary, awful script, fairly mediocre yeah. CGI, which is inexcusable in this day and age. Yeah, I mean, still better than the deer in The Walking Dead. But, but uh, Oh, yeah, I remember that. That deer, good. Okay. Um, and generally, not one that really needs to be seen. No, well, you and, need to still see it. And will need to be, and will not be a classic in 15 years' no. time. I had to sit through it, so you still need to see it. But, <laughs> uh, Jurassic Shark is better. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> and on that note, up next, the good, the bad, and the Bowron. And now it's time for... The good. The bad. And, and the, the Baron. What have you got for us? Right, this is a film that released in 1996. Yep. Excellent. Uh, classic here. <laughs> Should I just very quickly explain? Sorry, explain 96. Explain it again. Uh, so Adam here basically tries to convince us to watch a really bad film that he feels is underappreciated and effectively spends the next 10 minutes trying to sell it to us. Mm-hmm. Is that pretty much it in yeah, a nutshell? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much what happened here. So, Adam, what have you got? So, 96. 96. Yep. It has a 4.9 out of 10 on mm. IMDb. That's, that's, that's quite right. a fair bit higher than your last mm. couple of films. Yeah, was Jurassic Shark 1.2? 1.5. What was oh. Super Mario Brothers? That was on 3 point something. Yeah, and then the last film we recommended was your own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which has a 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> it's got 20 likes, everyone. Right. Uh, and this film stars... Billy Zane. Oh, right, okay. The Phantom. 96? Yeah. It's The Phantom. Is it The Phantom? <laughs> uh, right, I have seen The Phantom. Have you? Yeah. What do you think of it? It is awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's I not feel, very good. I, so I, was, I would have been six when it came out. And I feel like I've maybe seen it, but I was maybe six. So <laughs> my, my, my memories of it, I don't know. You'll have to... What's the synopsis? Synopsis. Yeah. So... The Phantom, yep. descended of a line of African superheroes, yep. travels to New York City to thwart the wealthy criminal genius from obtaining three magic skulls, which will give him the secret to ultimate power. Right, now, remind me of the Phantom's sort of special powers or abilities. And he has a magic ring that he slams <laughs> people with. Yeah, <laughs> but, he, but he can, he's, he's very good at hiding in the dark yes. and stuff, isn't he? Yeah, uh, and recall. also... Uh, he's he lives forever. Yeah, doesn't die. And there's one of the villains has killed the Phantom before. What? But you said he lives. Oh, he lives. For, so he, he comes back to life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So one of the villains comes and says, like Shadow of Mordor style, video game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Cool. So uh, he's there, and the other villain's really rich, wealthy guy, and he wants to get all these free schools from different locations. Mm. And he puts them together, and then. A beam comes out and it's evil. <laughs> it's an evil have you, beam. Have you ever listened to Billy Zane in an interview or listened to articles surrounding Billy Zane? Never. The guy is apparently like a lot of fun to be around. Really? Apparently, yeah, he's a he's a proper like um how can it be described? He's very um he's a, a bohemian. Right. He's very sort of bohemian and thinking, he's very kind of a cool cat. Apparently, that's that's way he he used to do for Empire Magazine. He used to do uh, a feature on where it used to be ask Billy Zane anything, right? Much. Okay, and people would write in with like genuine questions asking Billy Zane and like for advice. And the advice that he would give people was outstanding. It was really really good. And he used to he he the money that Empire would give to him to do this feature he would always give away to his chosen charity what as guy. well yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. kind of love apparently this film a really just nice bloke yeah. yeah amazing so, it doesn't stop the film from being rubbish but why is it because you've seen it so actually this gives us a, a one up why, why is it rubbish um stodgy stodgy okay uh not particularly well acted Billy Zane's alright who it, else though? is in it Cannot remember for the life of me. All I remember is that it's just it's just <laughs> two actors in it. The the set design and everything of it is quite nice though. Right. Okay. Um, 
because it's got that, I want to say 19... Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones is in it. Catherine Zeta-Jones is in it. I thought someone else was in it. (laughs) I I might be wrong here, but didn't they used to go out? Zeta-Jones and Billy Zane. No, Billy Zane used to go out with Kelly Brook. That's the one. Yeah. You know, sounds similar. Yeah. No. But, yeah, and... It's set during the forties slash fifties, isn't set, it? Set around World War Two. Yeah, and and like, and World War Two. Yeah, and yeah, like, the, the architecture and the set design of it and everything, and like the props and so it's, it's it's pretty cool. It sounds like a silly Indiana Jones or something. It is. Is it? I think it because yeah, the Phantom's cooler. He I've, wears a purple suit. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I I don't I don't remember it being any good. So is he in the jungle? But I don't I don't remember it being the worst film I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely not that. It's basically, I think, I think more because I think the Phantom is one of the best superheroes. Because he's got a ring and he can hide in the dark. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, because he's got this sort of... Like, he mis- was missing <laughs> in Avengers, wasn't he? Yes, he was. <laughs> what was he going to hide? <laughs> he would have defeated Thanos, right? No. Because I worked this out. <laughs> the Phantom... You haven't even sold the film yet. The Phantom, yeah. right? <laughs> I will. Oh, if he can defeat Thanos, <laughs> then this Listen, is a merciful. In the film, the Phantom does have guns. <laughs> but so he rarely... shoot Thanos. No, he rarely shoots people. He just shoots people in the hand so they'll drop their own weapons so he can kick them. Actually, hold on a minute. I've just thought of something. Mm-hmm. Why didn't anyone think to shoot Thanos? Anyway, back to the Phantom. <laughs> so, that's a genuine well, question. Bucky could have. That's that's his whole thing. But what, like, his, his flesh is skin and bone. Obviously, he's very very powerful. But not just bounce off. I feel like it would bounce off. Thanos. What the bullets would? Yeah. No one tried though. But no, no one no did one try. Tried. No one tried shooting him with a cannon. No. <laughs> not shooting him out of a cannon. <laughs> that's a whole different thing. <laughs> really try. I'm saying they didn't shoot missiles at him. They didn't drop a nuke on the guy. In fairness, they dropped a moon on him. Oh yeah, they did. That's true. So if you can survive the Phantom, if you can survive a moon, you're pretty good. So for you then, Adam, right? The fan in terms of Phantom, what 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 for you makes it an underappreciated film? I just think that I think right. Compare it. I I'm a bit. I like the Marvel films, but Mm -hmm. I'm not like super into them. Like I'll watch them. I can understand that. But I just think the the Phantom is up there on the same level, in my opinion, with some of them. It's not, but I, I like I love your passion. I think it is. Also, maybe not some of like the better ones. Mm. Like maybe above the Dark World, Thor: Dark World, at least. Because oh, it's an easy one. To yeah, do, though. Like... I think like it's just fun. It's quite a bit of fun to watch because I have to suspend disbelief. I was going to say, how should I approach it? How should you should I approach it? it? Basically, there's a guy in a purple suit in the jungle shooting people in the hands in the jungle. <laughs> there's one scene. I can't remember my favorite scene ever. Mm-hmm. There's a bit where there's a plane mm-hmm. flying, so the Phantom tells his dog to get his to tell his horse to catch up with the plane. Oh, I don't remember the dog. What? So basically, he goes to his dog. God, my get, wife would love this film. Get the <laughs> get the horse. So the dog runs to the horse. The horse and the dog have a conversation. Like subtitled? No, like the nod the head. <laughs> I genuinely don't remember that in the what film. What deep conversation? <laughs> then the horse. That's how I often see, yeah. Catches up with the, the horse catches up with the plane. Gets in front of the plane because okay. the planes went across a river and a mountain at this point, uh-huh. and then they jump onto the horse. And I feel like if you, that is just brilliant, like it's this man who's working with animals. And like he's trying to fight crime with everything he's got, and he's shooting people in the hands. He fights pirates at one point. <laughs> oh yes, I forgot that part. At the end, there's a pirate ship. <laughs> so much louder. I genuinely do not remember any point where Billy Zane fights, fights pirates. pirates. He does because they come with swords. He shoots them in the hand and they drop the like sword. <laughs> it sounds like just a montage of <laughs> shooting people in the hand. There is one point because they're like, standing on the side. And he goes pew 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 pew. <laughs> I like the ball. Ah! And the swords are falling. And the pirates! And there's like a skull of lasers. <laughs> I, I genuinely want to watch this film. I do, you know what? If you don't like this, you're no fun. Because pirates, laser skulls, and Billy Zane wearing purple are like the three combinations. The only thing that's missing is like Vinnie Jones. <laughs> Apart from that, it's fantastic. I think I'm convinced. I think this is the first one that I'm actually really curious about. I know. No? <laughs> 
No. Adam made that sound really... It's pirates <laughs> and what, laser skulls? <laughs> laser skulls. Laser skulls. I'm trying to think how do pirates even come into the story. <laughs> and as well, I want to know what he does with his ring. All you've said so far is he Hey, careful now. That he wears a ring, but we've not mentioned what he did. Quite <laughs> fair, forgot. He said he was a bohemian. <laughs> and on the I'm Talking Here After Dark <laughs> podcast. No, like, so a magic ring, what does it do? He slams evil with it. Slams? What do you mean slams evil? I don't know, that's a tagline. Just so you know, okay. you've just said magic ring. There <laughs> <laughs> is magic. <laughs> anyway, right, we'll forget about the ring. Shoot in okay. the hand. Pirates, okay. Skulls, I'm for this film. I so Rob's going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it again, though. But I think of all of your films, this has been the most valiant effort so mm. far. Mm. I'm looking forward to their next week's film being at least a five on IMDb. <gasps> but that's the problem. Whilst so it's like controversial. It's like some like it, some like it, that sort of thing. So whilst I keep going up and I bring a 10 out, but it's actually a bad 10. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, but that'll be like something like The Godfather or something. That's a bad 10. Is that a bad 10? No, what I'm saying. (laughs) Thanks, Adam. So we're starting to come to the end of our podcast now. uh, But before we leave, we're going to give out our 30 second recommendations for this week. So we are going to start this week with Adam. Ooh. Adam, in five seconds, give us your 30 second recommendation. Three, two, one, go. I'm going to recommend Battle Royale. Yes. This is one of just the most intense action, blood fueled nightmare ever. Imagine like the Hunger Games, mm. but better in every <laughs> single way. <laughs> oh, I just. So good, like the violence in it is just perfect. Some of my favorite murders ever. I, I'm just gonna let you keep going here, Adam, ever. because <laughs> some of them are just so beautiful. Like, yes, no, it is one, one day we will, we will do a podcast about brilliant, like contemporary Japanese films oh, and Battle Royale. Battle Royale well, we, we could, I could easily spend an hour talking the about the lighthouse scene alone. I could yeah. go on for, for ages, <laughs> yeah. it's just perfect in every way. Um, so a little story regarding Battle Royale, a little story, Battle, Battle Royale came out during a time when I was studying film studies at college and there was this wave of extreme Japanese films that came out, um, both in terms of like horror and sort of extreme, sort of what they call extreme cinema, extreme violence, extreme horror. And Battle Royale came out at the same time as the original Ring. Oh. Um, around about the same sort of time as the original The Grudge or Juon as it was known as it came out at the same time uh, even though it's not Japanese it came out at the same time um, as The Eye um, and some absolute and Takeshi Kitano who plays the teacher in that film yeah. is one of my favourite actors of all time he's so, so good in that he's awesome. I, I honestly it, that's probably my favourite 30 second recommendation anyone's put on this podcast so far so well done woo yeah, really Ducks good. Battle Royale. I think you're right though. <laughs> it Hunger Games oh. possibly would not exist without Battle Royale. It, yeah. But then Battle Royale probably wouldn't exist without Lord of the Flies. It all comes back to Lord yeah. of the Flies, doesn't it? But brilliant. Rob, over to you. Okay. Oh, you got to count me in. Yeah, of course I am. Three, two, one. Go for it. Mine is the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, mm-hmm. which is uh, Coen Brothers films. It's six individual stories. Um, the first one itself is just magnificent. I didn't really get the Coen Brothers before this film, but now I absolutely love them. It's got Tim Blake Nelson, who's going to be in the epic Watchmen coming up. But it's got James Frango, Brendan Gleeson. Uh, you still got 10 seconds. Stephen Root, Clancy Brown as Curly Joe. Uh, just, it's absolutely amazing. Each story is magnificent, really well put together, and just makes you think. Nice. Just go and watch it. Netflix. Done. Good. Good work. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, but I really, oh, I really I want to that. see. Oh, I really nice. want to see it, and I will do. I promise you that. There's, there's just, there's a lot for me to catch up on. Yeah, it's so. like the, the first story is like a, like, like Looney Tunes. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you ready for yours? Yes. Okay. Go on. In. Three, two, one, 
McQueen, the documentary about the the late great Alexander McQueen, who was one of the the great uh, fashion designers and contemporary artists of our time. It tells the story from um, sort of his childhood, um, who sort of, who were the main sort of influences in his life and in terms of his of his art and craft as a fashion designer, um, right through to the amazing shows as well that he that he put on with his team right up until his untimely death. Done. Good, good ending. And it's on Netflix. Yeah, fantastic. As oh, well. I've not seen that. Yeah, so I think there you have three quite brilliant uh, recommendations. An amazing weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Got a film for every night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a Western short stories, mm. uh, a Japanese extreme cinema movie, and a documentary about uh, a, a, a fashion designer. I think that's the best recommendation. Mm. Do you know done. what that is? That's culture. Mm. That's what that is. Mm. That is a cultural weekend of the highest order. Lush. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess it's just time for us to get on out of here. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 thanks very much, everybody. Next week, we are going to review another film and base another feature around it. And then in two weeks' time, we're going to go a little bit off of cinema, actually, and we're going to do an entire Game of Thrones spoiler special podcast, reviewing season eight of Game of Thrones, but also talking about our favourite memories over all eight seasons as well. This is going to be a an action-packed and I'm sure one of the three of us will probably die during the podcast as well excellent who's it gonna be oh, oh no. excitement I think probably Adam yeah um, I've seen it so yeah yeah it's gonna be <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> so it just leaves us to say what Rob um, I'm leaving here thanks everybody <laughs>